talking about? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, bro, I was thinking, I was just like, damn, I should have got me some. You go through all of this shit and you like, God damn. I know. You know well, what I'm saying? Keisha Cole had a song like that, bro. I should have cheated. I, yeah. Yeah. I don't love it. That's it. <laughs> Come on, man. Let me let me hear a little bit of that. Yeah, Since it's a bonus episode, let me hear a little bit of Keisha. I should have cheated. Should have cheated. God it was, damn. It was strong. That's how you do it. That's literally how you do it. Cause I'm gonna just be looking down at my phone for a few things, but for the most part, it's really just yeah. We just like I said, we're gonna end it off. Christmas. Have our teas in here. You got the tree up. I'm already rolling, so don't say anything crazy <laughs> or say it's crazy shit. Yeah, that's you, yeah, for sure. That's I was not be telling people they're like you can't say that. I was like, you can say whatever, whatever the, the fuck, fuck you want. want. You mm-hmm. gotta deal with the consequences. Of yeah, for sure. Like I know, I just walked out uh, the, out of the restroom and I was using the restroom and um. Was the floor sticky when you walked in there? No. <laughs> I walked out earlier. And I was like, oh, hey, man, what the fuck's going on here? Ain't no telling. But I know this white guy in there, he was using the urinal. Uh-huh. You know, if I was white, I would have went right next to him and used the bathroom. Oh, but no. I went into the stall. But this nigga literally took a piss, grabbed the paper towels, and grabbed the door. I said, corporate white men are the reason COVID is <laughs> on the rise. These niggas do not watch that. Like, this is the fourth time this week I've seen that shit. It's like these niggas walk out after touching their dick, don't wash their hands, and if they At do wash their hands... At least he grabbed a paper towel. God damn. Yeah, I mean, he grabbed a paper towel just Why to grab the door, but it's like, what else saying, are you touching like, on the way out of this motherfucker? Well, the elevator keys, everything, everything else. else. If you're not washing your hands, what the fuck are you worried about the door? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. You know I, what I'm saying? I used to know dudes like this, this one dude, I remember... He was like the director and shit. This motherfucker, I'd be in the bathroom taking a piss. This motherfucker would take a shit and then walk out behind me. I'm like, bro, this thing's right here. Think about it is when black people take a shit, if they do take a shit in public, first of all, the toilet is going to be covered. The toilet? Like all over. But the thing about it too. the nice thing here is they got got stacks of the covers. No one fucking uses them. But the thing about it too is it's like we're going to, it's that, anybody who's shitting in public know it's that discreet shit. Where you either waiting, <laughs> so it's like if you in there, you get in there first. You, you know, ain't nobody in there, and you like, yo, let's take drop the this shit off. Taking the shit, you hear the door open, you flush immediately. And you you exactly. flush immediately. You the, listen, you flush immediately, regardless. You do because you don't let that <laughs> drop and flush, drop and flush at the same time. But the thing about it too is, it's like if somebody's on the other side, like if you just so happen to sit down and niggas, somebody got to shit first. Cause you, and the thing about it is when you're trying to like ease them bitches out, them be the ones that want to come out with all the air, nigga. <laughs> That, that makes me laugh every time. Man. Yeah, because you like, nigga, if I was at home, I could shit. It's your nerves. Man, listen. That's how you know it's your nerves, bro. I, this is what I be wondering. Like, it'd be like 7.45 in the morning. The motherfuckers yeah. be in there blowing it up. I'm like, what the fuck did you eat for dinner, bro? Yeah. But that's the thing about it. Or how late did you eat? See, that's or how late I mean. did you eat? I don't bro. eat after 9 o'clock. I try not to eat after 8 o'clock. And if I do, it's a snack because a snack. I have a regiment of when I use the restroom. That yeah, way yeah, I can definitely. use the bathroom before I leave the I house on to schedule. go do anything. On schedule. I drink my coffee. Coffee early in the morning. I'm up at 5, 4 30 in the morning. I drink my coffee, get that bitch time to move. Right. And then you don't want that bitch yeah. to start moving when you're on the move. See, well, this is the thing. When you get when you get even older, 
you gonna make sure that you okay where the restroom at yeah because how long am I gonna be going for about an hour yeah let me go on the drop it don't get the, hey I gotta drop these let kids me go on release the pool. yeah hey. let me go on release it before Fuck. I get out there but you gotta wash your hands man but no, I saw, it was a white girl I think on, we talked man. about it but it was a white girl on um, TikTok and she was like I don't understand when guys washing their hand when they leave the bathroom if your dick is clean and it's like no nah, bitch it's your dick oh, that no, mean it'll be a ten thousand dicks touching the door handle before the end of the day listen wait wait hold on a second wait you from Texas Canada right yeah all right I got I got a joke for you ready. Since we waiting on Don't be disrespectful. I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be disrespectful. <laughs> oh, let me so zoom in. Yeah. A, so okay, so there's a, so there's a guy from Rhode Island and mm-hmm. a guy from Texarkana in the bathroom, right? Oh god. Guy from Rhode Island, guy from Texarkana taking a piss. The guy from Texarkana finishes, yeah. right? And he's walking out the bathroom. And the guy from Rhode Island says, "Hey man, in Rhode Island, you know, we taught to wash our hands after we take a piss." Yeah. The guy from Texarkana says, "Well, in Texarkana, they teach us not to piss on our hands." <laughs> <laughs> There you go. I can see that. See, I, I showed yes. you some love. Yeah, okay. <laughs> was Who was that about originally? Right. Because it definitely wasn't Texarkana. At all. No, it wasn't Texarkana. It was, uh, I got it from the movie The Negotiator, Samuel L. Jackson, oh, back in the day. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, that's good movie. Like, that was good Kevin Spacey. I think I've only right? seen that movie like twice. But it was a good, it was a good little yeah, joke. I, yeah. I remember that. I was like, oh, that's an easy one. I could, I could throw that out in about 20 years. It's always good. <laughs> it's always good to have a good joke tucked away. Yeah, it's always good. I don't it's have not a easy good to have. I don't have a good joke. That's the best joke I got. Give this us some is why to- I said uh, you'd be a terrible stand-up. That's what like, I'm saying. I don't got any jokes. <laughs> nah, but you would be great in a team, I think. Yeah. Like uh, like oh, improv yeah. stuff. Oh, if somebody could write me some stuff and do no, some stuff? No, just like with other people. Oh, yeah. I think, oh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, you yeah, play sure. off people really I, well. Yeah, definitely. By yourself, it, I don't know. I appreciate it. <laughs> I no, know. But I like the honesty. See, that's mm-hmm. a, I think I told Spider this years ago, man, when we was in the old studio. I like that the motherfucker's honest. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Every day in a good day with Spider. Mm-hmm. And I actually like that because if every day is a good day, then it's like, where's the growth? True that, yeah. yeah you Anything, know what? It's where's funny. The I know we're going to talk about some of that later, but but that's that's like this whole world, this whole social media world. It's all about what things look like, man. We got to get you, in the bag, I'm bro. I'm telling you, man. This shit is it's depressing, man, when I, when I see things that happen and it's like, I don't know, man. I just, it just bothers me because we so wrapped up into what shit looks like that mm-hmm. we don't even check in with motherfuckers. I told my mom today, man, she called me, and, you know, that's the first time we've talked, excuse me, in months. I may get into it a little bit on the podcast, but when she called me, I don't know how we got on it. She was like, how are you doing? I was like, I'm doing well. And I was like, how are you doing? She's like, I'm good. And, and I don't know what we were talking about, but I was just like, people are really selfish. You know, and I was like, God didn't intend for us to be this way. Like, no, not at we, all. God didn't intend for us to worry so much about ourselves mm-hmm. that we don't take care of other people. He made us in his own image. And, and we are supposed to serve likeness. one another. If we you serve one another, you're serving God because exactly. you're serving what he created. How you treat, listen, and I always think about that. That's, that's the what, golden rule. That's what happens when it, when it comes to how I treat people. Because it's like, anytime I feel like I'm treating somebody good or well yeah. or respectable, um, you know, I feel like God's pleasing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. pleased with the way I'm behaving. Because this is his creation. This is the way he's supposed to be doing, bro. What that's else are we here for? That's why I say with women, with men, and relationships, like I told my mom, I was like, we are shitty people. I was like, because we, <laughs> we, we, and I'm serious, bro, because yeah, we, we literally, be it's we what are shitty. we doing for you? What What's yeah. somebody doing for me? Very I know that I'm a giver. I can, I can guarantee you any friend for the most part in any relationship I've been in, if you put the do's and don'ts side by side with me, not a compare mm-hmm. and contrast, but just to see, yeah. anybody would be able to tell you, yo, that nigga go out his way for me. Mm-hmm. If he, if I need something, I can call him. Yeah. It ain't because I need something to be that. owed back to me or I want to hold it nah. up. Nigga, I like to serve. Yeah, servant. Servant leadership. 
I want money so I can do what I want to do, but also help people who don't have. Bro. I say it all yeah. the time, man. I want to live in the abundance. We can, and God knows I don't ask for no money so I can be, you know what I'm saying, drip with this and be rolling no. and, and be, you know what I mean? Like, it's not for that. Because no. for me, if I got it, my people's like, if, if I blow up, we blow up. And that's, yeah. I mean, it's literally that that way. Like, I ain't, I ain't even talking about Jeff Bezos them donating three million a year to a, a cancer research. I mean, nigga, you got way more than that. So yeah. you could be doing them niggas could be doing more than what they're doing. There should not be a one percent in this world and ninety nine percent of the other people mm. ain't can't touch that level. Yeah, that's what's and I understand right. it with capitalism, but it's like that's even with capitalism, how do we like fine tune that shit to be a little bit better because it's for the people. They can't sit up there without the contributions or the patronage of well the other citizens. And it's not even that. Like I was just having this conversation last night. And to me, this is the way I see it. And I could be wrong. Or I might, it might be a skewed view. But anybody who's in the 1% or anybody who's really getting paper or making money, not all, but a lot. Yeah. It's exploiting others. It is, yeah. bro. You know, it's just exploiting others. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to say I want to make money by exploiting others. Like, at least let the motherfucking exchange be true. You know, they be genuine or whatever. Exactly. If you value what I have and you want to pay for it, cool. Do your product. Yeah. And be, like you say, be fair about the price. Exactly. That's like, the other thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand, like, like, Kanye West, like, when he made his shoes, like, I always used to be like, man, I want a pair of those. But I couldn't see myself paying three, four hundred. People surge selling them for seven hundred. Like, you but that's telling the game, me, right? Telling me a shoe is a shoe. worth you doing all of this, please. No, no thank you. Stop bro. it. And then no, when then, you. and then when you start talking about, you know, when you start getting the information about, you know, how much it costs to make the motherfucker, it's like, wait a minute now. <laughs> yes, you end up spending fifteen. <laughs> like, come on, however much on whatever, and come it ain't on, even that. What up? What up, Teasy? Teasy. What up? I'm doing great. I'm doing what up, great. Your water. I used to call my homegirl. Uh, shout out to Brenda Nelson, man. I, we called her Pukaloo. Pukaloo. And I don't know why that came to me. That's not her name. No, it's but not. But it came name. to my head. But I wanted to give a shout out to, to, to Brenda. Pukaloo. Yeah, Pukaloo, man. It's all about nicknames, baby. Yeah. Like this one. So, first of all, Artesia, welcome back to the show. Oh, yes. Thank you for the invite. I'm so excited. I hear the Gemini sarcasm in Yeah, I heard it too. Yeah, that's what I'm right. So excited <laughs> to be here. Jesus. I miss y'all. Yeah, I miss you too. Okay. Where my friend at, Officer? Officer. Oh, she's at work. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, officer, be safe. Nigga, you must be trying to get locked up. <laughs> Not on my account. <laughs> I did want to, before we go to your song, bro, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, suicide. We all know oh, about okay. uh, DJ Twitch. Mm-hmm. Ellen DeGeneres is um, DJ. Yeah. And we recently saw that he took his life. Yeah. And I know when I saw it, it was two things that stood out to me. He was 40, which is my age. 40. And he had a family. Mm. He had a wife. He had three kids. And he had a great job or a great career. You would, some would look at his life and say he had it all. He had it all. But yet and still, after his anniversary dinner with his uh, wife and spending some time with his kids, he still went to a hotel by himself and shot himself. Bro. And for me, when I thought about it, I was like, I thought about it from a, a mental health perspective, mm. but then I honed in a little bit more because I took it personally from a black mental health perspective from a black man. Because mm. in my mind, I was like, somebody had to know something or how did you not see the signs or was it that male ego that hit it so well oh, and we didn't do. talk mm. about it yeah. until this time expired? Mm. Yeah, man, I, I wish I had an answer for that. And I know you didn't really ask me for the answer, but 
But those are the things, those are the questions that we have. Yeah. You know, what, what is it? Like when I see, now I didn't watch Ellen DeGeneres, but I've seen enough clips yeah. to know what his role was. Yeah. And every time, and that's the thing that, that I was saying to you last night. Of course, he's on TV. Yeah. He's, uh, he's in his role anytime I see him. Um, but it's so tough because like what we do, we come up in here, we talk as the reality is, we really kind of expressing what we're thinking and shit. Yeah. Like people, if they listen to us, they really have an idea of how we are as people. Yeah. Um, so we ain't up here like pretending to be happy and we really ain't. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. talk about some real shit up here. But when I look at like media, I'd be like, man, it's got to be tough because every time I seen that dude, he was smiling. He was smiling. Smiling. He was happy. Pictures, videos, dancing. But that was that also a part of his job. That's what I'm saying. He was so working. So you don't even know the difference. That's what I'm saying. Like he was working, but we start to think, I think, as consumers of this this media, we believe that, oh, that's how he is. That's how he is all so the time. So then we will say, he's got it all. He's happy. He's got a great job. He's got a family and all that. He's on TV. Yeah. Well, Ellen generous, the most generous person next to Oprah. Yeah. He good. Yeah. But he ain't good. No. You know? And, and then it makes me think about, okay, well, you know, who in my circle reflects kind of like that? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And let me go, yo, everything cool? Like, yeah. what's up? How you feeling? What's, what's new? What's it? I know it's the holidays, too. You got That's it. another thing. Hey. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, we was, I, I already had that. I was like, we get back in the studio. We're going to talk about we're this. We're going to talk because, about it. Because at the end of the year, most of the time, it's what people go through. Yeah. And then that happens. And I'm I had like, already oh. reached out to Artesia about it. And, and you know, we kind of bounced it around. I know it's close and near and dear for you. But you can say whatever you want when you want. I, you ain't no. been in here in a while. I don't know if you want us to say, hey, it's your turn now. Mm. You can talk now. No, Hi, I'm here. I don't need the handover. All right, because you were steady looking. I'm, I'm like, oh, yeah. I was I? listening. Well, you got to talk, Anyways. too, because I'm a right. I mean, we going right back to the way we used to be. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus, can I ease my way back in? Well, shit, it's Anyways. on you. Because the first thing like, they going to say is we want to hear like her voice. Was, yes, we want to hear her voice. Like I told you yesterday, that is very near and dear to my heart. It's always heartbreaking when I hear Somebody else has committed suicide. I think to your point when you said um, somebody had to know something, that's not necessarily always the case Mm -hmm. because what I've come to know in my own personal experience is that people are really good about keeping things to themselves. Oh, yeah. You don't feel like it's it's easy to do. I think you can sense that something is off, but you don't necessarily sense the extent of that. Right. But I think people got to pay attention, man. And the reason I I think about it more so now is, like, it's been a lot going on with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I remember I even told you and one other person recently, I was like, yo, man, if I went to just because life gets difficult. Mm-hmm. First of all, this is where people have this is what has to happen. The conversation has to happen right. and not so much at a at a famous level or mm-hmm. football and athletes talk about it yeah. to where even though they're talking about it, it gets breezed over a lot. Like oh, yeah. mm-hmm. people I'm talking about, like an eye in a circle, bro. I told her a couple weeks ago, I was like, if I went to sleep and didn't wake up, I'd be cool with that. Not that I would kill myself, but life in that moment that I said it had gotten so tough with things that are going on in my personal life to where I was like, yo, you know what? I don't know if I'm serving my purpose. I don't know if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Things keep happening. Things aren't going my way. You know what? If I lay down tonight and I don't wake up, what's the worst that could happen? Because I feel like I'm taking up space. I know for me personally, I feel that way sometimes. And when I woke up this morning, shout out to again, LeBronte Files, my guys. And uh, we put that in there. And uh, yesterday when it happened, or was it today? Mm. Yesterday. Yesterday when it happened, we put it in a group. And immediately all of us was like, yo, I love y'all checking in on one e- each other and making sure we good. And Jason was like, hey, if y'all motherfuckers got something going on with y'all, bring that shit to the group. And I said, will we really do that, though? Mm-hmm. And I said, we always say that, but we have to take accountability 
and put that shit out there. We have mm-hmm. to give the people around us an opportunity to show up for us. Because sometimes we don't know who will show up for us because we keep that shit to ourselves right. and we don't let it out. It's true. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the things I took from it. I was like, we have to show up, give each other an opportunity to show up for each other. And I told Jay, I was like, bro, I was kind of telling him this story. I said, I didn't feel too hot a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to drop that shit in here. You don't want to feel yeah, like a burden. It's so heavy. If it, you yeah. want, you don't want to change the mood. You right. don't want to burden anybody else, and you don't want to. You don't want a pity party. But it's right. better to do that than to not be True. here anymore. And the people that love and care for you have to deal with that, like significant loss. Yeah. We can deal with the conversation. Like if we need to talk about some shit, talk about it. Right. Sometimes, Let's get it out. Let's yeah. Get it out. But depending on how deep, and we know that. Depending on how deep you are in the hole, you don't even want to talk to nobody. That's yeah. true. You know what I'm saying? So, but I, I think that we always. We, I mean, I think that most of the time, um, people do give out the signs, though. You know, if you're paying attention, yeah, I think that. But that's the thing, though. How much are we paying attention? Are we just looking at things on the surface level? Because sometimes it's just a matter of what a person says that it's like a hook. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they say something, they want somebody to say something back, and when somebody don't, they be like, "See, I just keep it to myself." But the answer is, even if you don't want to talk to nobody, it's therapy. Yeah, no question. I went to therapy this morning. Somebody. You know what I'm saying? I have been going back and forth. I've been talking about it on the podcast about, you know, telling my manager, like, man, like, I want to find a particular person. Right. Well, I've been going back and forth over this one guy. Shout out to Gene. And um, old school African African guy, bro. And mm-hmm. I was kind of skeptical because I told her, I was like, man, I don't know about this, man. I'm getting it through a telehealth yeah. um, thing, you know, that my since my insurance changed. Turned out to be pretty good, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to bounce some things off of him this morning. And the feedback from him was, he was like, you seem self-aware. I was like, I'm definitely self-aware. Yeah, no question. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I think that's important. And he was like, why is it so difficult? Because I was talking about, like, my relationships. And he's like, why do you think they're so difficult? And like I told him, I said, man, I feel like for me, people don't communicate as good as me. Some people tuck tail. Instead of coming to you and saying, hey, this is what's going on or, hey, this is what's bothering me, they tuck tail or, you know what I'm saying? They keep that shit inside until they explode. But therapy, honestly, that is the solution to kind of counteract depression or the thoughts of wanting to kill yourself. Yeah. And it's also like when it comes to communication, it's like, you know, everybody has a different style. You know what I mean? And when you can understand people's styles and, of course, that requires a conversation, too, because how how often are we going to talk about oh well this is my communication style like even in a relationship yeah like you might get it there because you motherfuckers keep bumping heads but like with a friend or something like that a lot yeah. of times we ain't gonna get into hey listen this is my communication style this is how I process information or whatever yeah. we don't really get into it yeah. but those are the things that when you talk about it in therapy it's like you know what I think my people need to know this about me but I also think you people know? need to make sure they're checking on the people the rich people or the people with notoriety who people don't think need help because they kill themselves a lot not being Man. funny, a lot of poor people or middle class people, they're used to a struggle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are used yeah. to figuring things out. Right. And they're it's used to a struggle. For somebody that seemingly always exactly. has it together to, to ask lose for something help or, or ask to for seem help. like they're yes. less than or weaker. Yep. Right. Oh, I always, you know, I always think about my, my humble beginnings. Yeah. And I'm just like, I wouldn't trade a motherfucking thing, man. No. Nah. I wouldn't trade a thing. Because it, you know I mean, it sets you up with a privilege that not even about being white. It's like if you're black or you're whatever, uh, any race, and you mm-hmm. come up with everything. Everything. Like she talked about it all the time when we was dating about her kids. You know what I'm saying? Like wanting to bring them up a certain yeah. way. Because mm-hmm. she was like, you know, her, her ex-husband would say, well, oh, you're spoiling them. We're both in, like, they're too 
different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I came, I didn't come up like with no silver no, spoon I'm or anything. Saying, but I'm talking about the way you raised your children. In comparison to his upbringing, like yeah. it was very much a struggle. And so yeah. it was always like, okay, how are we going to do this? So yeah. I think we, they got the best of both worlds. Yeah, you, but you got, you got to have a balance though, because if you don't, if you've never struggled or you've never mm-hmm. been like that and you have children, you're raising them. Like, you can't make them go through something that you never experienced. Exactly. Like Kanye said, you ain't at your mama's house, get thing. on your brother's shoulders and get that top ramen out. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying, uh, do what you No, that used to be my thing early, like, when they were first, like, toddlers coming up. Because he would always be like, oh, no, this Bill's character. And I'm like, what? I didn't yeah. understand that. Right, right, right. I'm like, Mm-mm, I don't yeah. know nothing about that. Yeah, not, if, but not if you don't. And that's the thing, like, when you are in a situation like we're in where we might have more. Because I know for a fact I got more than what my parents mm-hmm. had. Yeah. And I grew up a certain kind of way. But at the same time, I struggle with, I don't want them to struggle like I struggle. Right. You're going to have different struggles. And yeah. then you don't want them to be too entitled. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's, like, it's okay. definitely a balance. Yeah. yeah, I don't know nothing about that. But yeah. I feel like I know that. My kids, I definitely want, I'm, I feel the same way. I want them to have things right. that I didn't have, but um, they're going to definitely, I'm, I'm going to give them a little bit they of gonna work. that Tony love too. Yeah, yeah no, they're going to work. Yeah. They might not struggle, but they're going to work. Oh, they're going to know what being pressed feel like. <laughs> Heck yeah. And they, you know what? Though? My you son can, feeling pressed right you now. You can teach them on their own shit. Yeah, I bought groceries. Yeah, I can go get some more. Oh, that'll nigga. get them. Y'all wanted to run down through them sandwiches? Oh. Not the sandwiches. Them. them sandwiches. <laughs> right. Y'all want to run through them bitches? Oh, hey, my God. Well, you bet. Oh, you ain't got no meat? Nigga, Sorry. grilled cheese. <laughs> oh, you ain't got, no, ain't got cheese? no cheese? Nigga, you better put some syrup on that motherfucker. Something. Yeah, them syrup sandwiches. Like, like, uh, hey. my, kid, my kids, they still get the little French toast loaf. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah they get the French toast loaf. <laughs> so they still bougie. What song did you want to play, man? We're going to take a quick break and let you uh, let us hear some of this shit. That's what made that shit. That's literally what made that shit, dog. You have another one? Nah, we're going to go back in for a little bit, and then Miles could come in, man. Welcome back. This is episode 364. This is a bonus episode again. So we just, yeah, man, we just in here talking a little wow. shit. I wanted to talk about, let me see what we got on the list. 364. Oh, there was a list? It's not really a list, but remember oh, okay. I told you. It's, really a list. I, it's just us, like things we've been talking about, things that we want to take serious. Okay. I was telling him about um, the therapy and how it helped me. Um, but then we wanted to go to something little quick. R. Kelly had an album, nigga. Oh, Did he really have an he album? Had one, yeah. I think yeah, so they talked about it last time y'all were I here. I think they snatched that shit off so fast. I was about so to fast. say they I looked, did. I looked it up as soon as y'all left, and it was not there anymore. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, because I looked. I was like, was it a joke? Yeah, no, it wasn't no joke. Cause my brother, my brother, literally hit me that morning and said, okay, "Yo, this yeah. shit's slapping." Oh wow. I'm sure it is motherfucker talent. I mean, yeah. a couple other people told me yeah. that too, but it was all guys I too. I mean, and I was like, I can't tap into I it. You know what? I, you know what, man? I think it's just the East Coast in me, man. Growing up, there was no R and B. We used to call that shit rapping bullshit. We never listened to R and B, and I've never. I mean, I, I, 90s R&B, like now I can fuck with it. When I was a kid, yeah. I'd never listen to R&B, man. Nothing with it. That's all I listen mm-hmm. to. I sold music like 70s shit, but like when it got in the 80s and 90s, I was on, you know, it was just, I was yeah. like, nah, fuck that bullshit. Give me some rap music, nigga. Yeah, if you in her car, it's like mom. an adult version of putting your kid in the car and driving around the block, you going to sleep. No, that is not true. <laughs> that is, wow. That's, that's what you're going to... 
Hey, no, because of, of the mellow is, music. That's what you're going to say? Them shits be lullabies, man. <laughs> <laughs> I have my moments. I listen I to rap, but I'm mostly an R&B person. Not nah, going to sleep. You want to tell them when I ran into you at the bar? <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Because, yeah. I mean, what? <laughs> what we, I, don't think we, I don't think we've ever crossed paths out in these streets before. Mm. So that was... Um, well, first of all, I was not in these I wasn't in the streets either, but, you know, people would say... Neither one of y'all was in the streets now, but y'all seen each other. If we at the bar, you know, whatever. Yeah, but literally, I was just at the bar with my homegirl, man, and my homegirl. Yeah, my homegirl was like, is that Artesia? And I was like, huh? I just think it's funny that uh, what you saying. I was like, <laughs> "What you talking about?" And like the bar, as soon as the bartender moved, I hear I see her like doing whatever on her phone, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. So this is one of them things where we always talk about: <laughs> Do you get up and go speak, especially when you're with a homegirl? Yeah, Literally, yeah, I'm just saying speak. a person you haven't slept with, nothing like that. It's like, but you we like we talked about. Sometimes you have been in, you could be in a situation yeah. where you realize. How much or if this person likes you, oh, by yeah. how they react oh, yeah. to whatever happens. Yeah, exactly. Because I was just like, all right, I was like, hold on. She was like, well, you going to go speak? I was like, yeah, I'll be, I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. So I went over there, chopped it up with her for a little bit. And then a mutual friend ended up coming in yeah. and was at the bar with her. And then I went back over there. You know what I'm saying? But for me, it was a little. And it looked like she turned it up a notch after that point. All right, we can go ahead and end this. No, story. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It was That's all. What happens when y'all in the streets? <laughs> it was all fun and games for me. I like to watch. So yeah. Oh, you're a voyeur, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but but for for me, I was like, man, this is interesting. But it made me want to. It made me think about like where we've talked about before. That's happened to me before. In your friendships, if you even if you're in a relationship, it's important. To still have friendships yes. outside of your relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think if you are an insecure man or an insecure woman, bring that to your person and have a conversation mm-hmm. about why you're insecure. Now, for me, I've always told her, I think any if I've dated a woman and she's insecure, her, I've she's always been like, yo, if you need to, you can bring them around, you can mm-hmm. be whatever. Like we both talk like that. I'm like, yo, if you need to bring, we ain't never been the type that's like, don't come around. Cause we know and understand yeah. that it may rub somebody the wrong way because of how close and me and her are. And our dynamic yeah. is different. You know what I'm saying? And and people tell us all the time, oh, y'all seem like whatever, since we even ain't been talking, and we like, we just real friends, man. Mm-hmm. I was literally friends with this motherfucker years before dating even became became a thing mm-hmm. which now makes you family because how we talked about on the podcast before if you dated somebody and you can still be friends with them that's like your yeah. damn near your best friend that's and like it's that. hard to like even think about throwing that away like when you're talking to somebody else and they have a problem with it yeah to a certain yeah. extent you can understand it and you can respect it yeah but i think that's where it's important for that person to be open enough to like come around so that way you know and then you begin to feel comfortable because yeah. this person is not going anywhere yeah. like that's my, tricky. That's my family. It's tricky. Hey, it's tricky. It is very tricky. I mean, when you're dealing with other people, man, because it might not even be a situation where, again, we've talked about this before, a person being an insecure person, yeah. mm-hmm. but they might have an insecure moment. Yeah, well, them insecure moments kill things, man. Oh, no question. Like we talked about, I've been in situations where literally, like we say, it's no communication. Yeah. And I literally want to talk about things where it's like, I want to talk about the hard shit. And that's what I was talking to my therapist about this morning. I was like, how do you have hard conversations? Yeah. Like, for me, I'm like, you just go in to have them. Yeah. But some people but just can't. run from them. It's like, how do you peel that layer back to actually have that conversation? To say right. the things that may hurt you. Ease feelings. into that, yeah. motherfucker. Yo. It's like anal. 
This, that, okay. that sounded more like one of my lines. I think wow. that caught everybody off guard. I mean, it's true. I mean, it's I'll more like, hey, jump in that bitch. That's what I'm saying. You, you got it. You, but it's the truth. You have to ease into him. He made, he literally made my thought <laughs> right? blank because I was like, I was about to say something else. Shit, you my made me lose my thought. But no, but what you were saying was true. Those conversations are necessary, but they're yeah. really hard, and a lot of people don't know how to begin those conversations. And that's how a lot of people don't want to have them, especially in dating. To me, I feel like that's important because that's how you really get to know somebody. Mm-hmm. I know. Have a um, conversation. Yeah, like deeper than surface level. Yeah. Right. Like I want to know some shit about you because yeah. I'm going to be very straightforward. Yeah. So if I feel like you're not giving me that or it's a struggle for you or when we have that conversation, because I know for me, I had a situation where I was having, you know, what I thought were deep conversations and the person was looking at it like it was friction. Mm. And I'm like, no, this is not friction. This is just we're, we're finally getting somewhere. Like, you was dating, you was dating a white person too? <laughs> no, I was not dating a white person. <laughs> Wow. No, the white dudes are coming at you. Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, but I, mm-mm, no. So wait a minute. I, I need to know. See, because we talking about, I need some Now I feel like world. you got to interview us. That's what just, yeah, I, I feel I like the some, table just pivoted. I want, I'm just saying, I want some real world examples. So give me an example yeah. of the, a topic that you think is, is okay, we're getting somewhere. We're getting deep. It's not the surface level. I want to know about this. Like, what, mm-hmm. what do you ask a dude? And, and how, when do you ask a dude this? You know, it's just, it's, I don't have a specific topic. It's just things that come up. If we're talking about our, especially if you're talking about dating mm-hmm. and f- if you're planning for the future, you say, oh, okay, if this is how I want to, you know, have my lifestyle. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, what made you think like that? I want to know what made you come up. Ah. Like, okay, tell like me, that. I want to learn about your upbringing. I want to know like how yeah. you interact with your family. Mm-hmm. To me, I don't think those things are, if you're dating somebody, those are important things to know. Right. So if you get to a point where you can't really explain that or you feel like that's just too much to share, right. then that's like, um, okay. Who am yeah. I talking to? Yeah. To or yeah. if we have a difference of opinion on, on something, I can listen to you and say, okay, I, you know, I might not agree with it, but right. I respect it. Yeah. But because I don't agree with you, that person then feels like, oh, we're, we're having a moment of friction. Or yeah. It's, oh, I got it's you. not I got a, you. it's not an argument. It's not a debate. It's just yeah. the fact that we're two different people. We're not going to agree on everything. everything. That's what a growth yeah. happens, man. You know, sometimes I feel like you got to have those conversations if like it, only in a perfect situation where you say, hey, you know what? Now, like, we might we might could date. Mm-hmm. You almost have to in a in a friendly relationship, put shit out there just to see how they how react to it. Be, yeah. Because I kind of need to know before we start getting emotions tangled up, tangled mm-hmm. up. I need to know how you feel about these things because not everybody, you know, not everybody can take no. you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But for me, I genuinely don't have an interest until, like, you know, the more we communicate. The more you communicate. Then it's like, okay, I, all right, well, like, I, okay, I, I yeah. can see something with this person, so then I yeah. want to dig deeper. But right. before then, I really don't care. And how do you, know, you get past not. it? <laughs> how do you get past it, bro? Like, for me, I cracked the joke about whatever, but dating white is different, bro. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's totally different. I was talking to my therapist today. And I was just telling him about some of my hesitancies about bringing a white person into certain situations where, you know, the room, it's really not welcomed for whatever event, for whatever outing, Uh whatever the case may be. It's a lot. It's a lot. Like if you got a group of people that saying we're going to go see Wakanda Uh and the whole theater black. The whole theater. Black they black. I. Can we go watch it on Tuesday? <laughs> right, like, do we got to go watch it on Friday with Africans my people? Out here. <laughs> and and that's the part where I say also, it's like yeah, it's your life is separate. One thing I've learned about dating white women, they really want to be around mm-hmm. all the time. 
So it's one of them things where it's like it's women. Period. But I know it's women. Period. But I'm telling you, it's different, nigga. I, I mean, you know what I'm saying? If they're a little bit more in your space. You still gotta have your own life. You still gotta have no, your you own do. life. Yeah, you so for me, that, it's difficult because when you're dating interracially, it's like your own life may be oh, it's it looks for them all black. Mm-hmm. Why am I excluded from this? Well, yeah. maybe this is like this is a life or a box of people that I deal with. You can deal with them in certain settings at yeah. certain times, but it's going to be things and it's going to be trips that you're not privy to, not because you can't go because you're white. Right. And then sometimes it's going to be you can't go because... But wait, you're, not privy to or just not able to go. Not, I well, think you can be aware of it. Yes. Okay. You can be aware of it, but at the same... Yes, you okay. can be aware of it, right. but... That's what we like, want. Yeah. I didn't invite you. But for me, it became, mm-hmm. has, it became difficult because it's like, well, if I'm going somewhere... I tell you, you can't go. And then you see other people going, well, it's like this group is a part of something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. That's a, that's an America bullshit. That's what I'm, but it makes it Everything so difficult because race, it's like man. you should, it, it's race. Everything is. You should also, like I say, if you do have a separate life, you should be entitled to that separate life. You should. Yeah. And your partner can be aware of it, mm-hmm. but you should not be able to give up two things. Like I'm more of a, if you going out, give up. you go do whatever you want to do. But I don't like when something, I'm going out and I say, hey, babe, I'm going out and somebody like, well, where are you going? Who oh, yeah. gonna be there? Well, is this person gonna be there? Hey, man, what coming? We need to have another Why conversation. <laughs> we'll talk when I get back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I don't ask yeah. them questions. And like like Gina said a, a couple episodes ago, I'm a more of a what's good for the goose gander type motherfucker. <laughs> when you well, talking about men and women and shit like that, the shit is fucking tricky. Because if I got hold on, hold on. If I got a a girlfriend or you know, because it depends. Like I'm not the motherfucker that says I want to marry my best friend. Yeah. I'm not that motherfucker. Me neither. Like the chick I'm in a relationship with is not my best friend. No, that's just not me. But you're there's a great other, friend. There's other people who say that shit. I want to marry my best friend. Okay, whatever. Yeah. That don't work for me. No. So that means if if my best friend is a woman and I got a chick. And I tell my best friend shit that I don't tell my chick, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, but that shouldn't be the case. It shouldn't be, but it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is, is, I mean, I don't say it is, but yeah. it can be. No, I get that. Yeah. But it's just like having two friends. Yeah. One's going to know something. I mean, mm-hmm. you got a, a trip right. with a friend. Oh, yeah. It's going to yeah. be one that you go to before the other. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't make one. And I might not and never I love go them to all. this. You like, know what I'm saying? Like that, yeah. I, what, what did I say uh, the other day? Who was it on this Christmas? The, mm-hmm. the mom. Oh, yeah. Loretta the mom. Where she said, my favorite child is whoever I'm talking to in the moment <laughs> At the and needs time. me yeah. the most. <laughs> I'm a exactly. server. Yeah. yeah. But I know who I can go to. Exactly. Certain For certain things. things. Especially when you want the right type of advice. Yes. Everybody's not going to give you. Give you the right type of advice. Yeah. Even your friends. Like, you could love them to death, but they might be in a different space in their life where right. that advice relate. is not going to be what yeah. it needs to be. You so. don't want to go talk to the homegirl that as soon as you and your guy having issues, she like, fuck that nigga, I'm yeah. gone. Exactly. You want to go talk to the one that hears you out, uh-huh. calls out his shit, but also and says, this is yours. where you could have did this different. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's where you go to. Y- y'all all need that, and we all we need all that. Need yeah. that shit, we bro. all need that. But we don't all have that, which is why That's certain true. relationships and friendships are required. Now, maybe you can tweet that bitch off a little bit if yeah. your person starts to step up their game yeah. and well, work on that and you give them an opportunity to be that. Exactly. Right. But you got to get to that you point. You got to get to that point. That's the problem. Yes. When dating. People problem? don't understand you got to get to that you gotta point. You got to get there. Because I'm going to always be respectful. It's a process. Like, you tell me if you have an issue. There are boundaries in place. Yes. We're, we're not, you know. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. That's what I even try to tell people. Like, I tell her sometimes when she's dating, I'm like, yo, if it's something I'm doing, tell me. I don't want to fuck your shit up. Mm-hmm. Same way. Yeah. But because yeah, we've been yeah. friends for years, we used to have me. But it used to be me. No, listen. It used to be me, you, and Ronnie. Oh, and we would used to be able to crack all kind of jokes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and that's what we're used to. Yeah. It's tricky. That's maybe the that that whatever I said, the <laughs> other part of the podcast is gonna be it's tricky. Cause this all this nigga got to no, do. But, but it is, is though. You know it. You know it is though. You know hey. it's not it's it's not as easy as it's not easy at all. What song you wanna go up for next? We're gonna take a quick break. You know what song you got for us? Hold on. Let me let me find something that I was saying something though, but yeah, go ahead, but it's it's tricky. It's tricky. That's all you coming with. That's not what I'm coming with. Jason, this nigga is real filtered tonight. You ain't listening. This nigga's real filtered. See how you do that? He projecting. You ain't listening. No, nah, nigga, listen. you got all this time to talk right now, nigga. <laughs> While she looking for her song? Yeah. And then as soon as I start nah. talking, she going to say, this one. No, I'm going to let you and then, and she I ain't got nothing to say. Oh, uh, look at this nigga. I ain't got nothing to say. It's tricky, spider. <laughs> <laughs> Run us one. I'll be right back. Hey, tell me why we got to argue about the same thing, same thing. Well, nobody's perfect. Uh, nobody's perfect. Hey, hey, uh. Hey, but you're perfect for me. Nobody's perfect. Uh, nobody's perfect. Hey, And what I used to try to tell people, I was like, if you work on intimacy, it leads to great sex. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. but if you just having sex or it's awkward or you have to plan it, like intimacy is me coming in, in my opinion. Just catching moments. Like they had them Cialis commercials where they'd say, take that pill and with the hour, <laughs> right. catch be ready for the moment. Right, right, right. You gotta be just, ready just for be the prepared, moment. And yeah. a lot of people don't be prepared or they see those moments passing them by. 